neat. Um, especially since I found her husband to be super boring. To me, the most interesting thing, and I got there a little bit before you did, about the whole rally is where they chose to have it. Um, Elation is a brewery in Norfolk in kind of a transitional hipster area. The place was crazy with kids and dogs, a much younger demographic than I think of with Amy. And you did not make a bathroom stop, but they actually have yoga in the mornings in the brewery at Elation. So it is the most like non-club thing you could possibly imagine. Yeah, it's right off of uh, campus from Old Dominion University. Um, they, uh, it, which is it's definitely a unique setting. Not, it wasn't what I expected at all. I expected her to be closer down to the Ghent area. For those of you who don't know where that at is at, it's a it's a bit of the hipster area. <coughs> the uh, into which I believe we're crossing right now. Oh yeah, we're in Ghent right now. Um, this is down where the narrow theater is. It's an old school movie theater where they have, you know, independent movies that play all the time. They do film festivals. So this is not what I this is not what I think of when I think of uh, Amy Klobuchar. But if you're trying to get out that young demographic, and that's going to be important, especially going into Tuesday, where I mean, didn't you say that uh, um, turnout? For, I guess early in North Carolina has been real, real low. I have been tracking turnout in North Carolina because certain candidates who shall remain nameless are promising us a, a revolution of young voters. And to give you an idea, the quasi-fascists at Duke have turned out at about 14 to 16 percent, but uh, UNC has turned out at about 3 percent, and Durham, where uh, Bernie had his last rally, has turned out at 1.8 percent thus far in early voting. And we have two weeks of early voting. So there is no young revolution coming in North Carolina. And and that's that's one of the things we really – I've been pushing. I have picked no candidate. Honestly, the – the candidate that I would that could have garnered my vote and kept me from just writing Beto in big letters on my ballot was Amy, and you know it's it's a little disappointing not to get her husband, but I get it. Um, I still I, I I like her policy, I I like her tenacity, and I like the fact that she's a hard worker. Um, that that to me, cause, I mean, like like I said, me and Katrina got out and busted ass in um, getting these CD two and three, and you did nine and five. Some dumb out in the out in West Virginia, in the mountains, where there are like five people. To give you an idea of how infrequently they see a Democrat out in the Ninth District, you know, we went out on Beto's Western Virginia sweep and we followed him getting our our first bunch of ballots in in five, six, and nine, which is very different. But we came back three months later. And just wearing a bed shirt, stopping in the Starbucks, you know, trying to get out. They go, like, hey, we thought they recognize I mean, there's so few Democrats that just blonde girl in a bed shirt, they recognize me. That's how infrequently it happens. That's funny. That's It's real red out there, lots of mountains. But, yeah, that's uh, that's our impression from the Klobuchar um, rally. We club, are club, club, club. Right? We are hurt heading out to. Oh yeah, now you. Bodie is all in on the club. All in. We need to get you a T-shirt. Anyway, 
He'll be able to vote in 17 years, which I'm not going to get into because I don't make a point of crying on my podcast. Yeah, but I'm from Chicago. I think we can fix that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we're we're heading to the Sanders rally. So I've never been to a Sanders rally. I have a few friends who are Sanders supporters. I am not. Um, I honestly think he's going to have an incredibly hard time beating Trump because the most important thing here is Republican swing voters. Trump has turned off so many Republicans that, you know, those are the kind of, uh, of votes that we're going to need to win in November, at least in, in my opinion. And I think a lot of the things that Bernie Sanders wants to do, while I really would, would be nice, are going to push those voters away. I never vote on policy because if you go back forever, campaign promises don't necessarily match what happens once someone is elected. Right, like Mexico's going to build the wall. Mexico's going to build the wall. Um, President Obama, who I love and admire and respect, told us that he was going to pull out of Iran and Afghanistan. Did not happen. Told us he was going to close Guantanamo. Did not happen. Um, so being able to work with Congress, and especially with the Senate, is really what determines the agenda that will happen. My biggest concern, I mean, Lord Willen and Kirk but if Sanders wins, he still has the problem of not being able to work with Congress. And can you imagine, like, Abigail Spanberger, a Virginian right here in Congress, who says, I'm not voting for Medicare for all. The way that women especially are harassed and targeted, et cetera, by his supporters, to me, it's like a ring of terror. I, I don't see anything good out of Bernie Sanders getting elected. I, I'm I'm kind of in the same in in the same boat there, um, but that being said, we could go in here and be completely amazed. I very highly doubt it, but my expectations are low. Um, that being said, my expectations were real, 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 real low going into Star Wars Episode Nine, and that movie found a way to let me down and repeatedly, <laughs> repeatedly stab me. I live in a crazy, crazy neighborhood. Um, the Nazis that marched last August, yep. eight miles north of my house, the people who were intimidating early voters with the uh, Confederate flags, the giant ones yep. in front of their, that is about nine miles south of my house. And Bernie Sanders actually won my home precinct. Now, our precincts have been shuffled, and so I'm not in that precinct anymore. But the precinct I was in in 2016, he carried 62 to 38. So I live in an area where there is a lot of Sanders sentiment. So I'm sort of interested to see who shows up here because it's not uh, a young area. It's a pretty wealthy area. It's it is. It's halfway between UNC and Duke, almost exactly as the group lies. It is, a, uh, it is down at Virginia Wesleyan um, University, which... I have heard of living in Virginia. However, I don't know anyone who um, has ever gone there. I just straight fucking ran that red light. <laughs> that, that light changed so fast, and this is the kind of stuff you get here. Um, there was nobody coming, so we are all safe and okay. I think they did that because of the tide, which would have made things way worse. Um, I what does this traffic light have to do with the tide? That's the crossway. That's where the tide goes by. The tide is a, it's a, it's a, um. The tide rolls up on four banks? 
No, 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 no. It's the, it's the transport system. I'm from Texas. There's, you know, no... Water. Public transit? No, water. Oh, gotcha. That, you know, <laughs> desert. Gotcha. No. That was weird. Like, it, that light was like... And then it was red. Yeah. Uh, I, this, I, I guess, um, weird. So that's the kind of stuff you guys are going to get from Road Trip Podcast. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so, um, we're heading down yeah. to, yeah, you feel about, that's how you feel about it, too? Bernie? How do you feel about Bernie? Are you a Bernie guy? You're going to pay off my mom's student student loans and we cannot live at Prince and Grandpa's hell, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so, when we walk out of this uh, rally, we will check back in. We are going to do the Joe Biden Rally tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, and so, anybody else we can track down in the Cavalier State. Yep. If there's anybody else rolling through here, we will. Uh, we are on it. We are we are on it. So tune in. Um, okay, that's not why we're why we're saying tune in. I'm going to edit this all, this shit all together. Yep. Right. But you know. After the obligatory mattress commercial, right? Tune in right. After the obligatory mattress. After the obligatory mattress commercial. It's not my pillow. Fuck that guy. Uh, All right, so we are leaving the Bernie Sanders rally, which has way more SUVs than I think I would have expected. (laughs) It's in a pretty swanky area. It's in a very nice area. Virginia Wesleyan is in a nice area of Virginia Beach. Um, I mean, that's not the... I mean, it just could have been the place that they could find that was big enough because there are a metric fuck ton of people out here. I mean, there were a lot of people in there. There was it was standing room only. That only we were inside, but they were kicking people to overflow. Yeah. But if, um, but the capacity on the hall, they told us was only twenty six hundred. So it is by no means, you know, a ten thousand person rally. No, not not even uh, close. But. From the things that I saw, it sounded exactly like what I would think I'd hear at a Bernie Sanders rally, to be completely honest with you. So, what do you, I mean, what are your thoughts, Katrina? I was completely shocked at how utterly bumfuzzled the crowd was. Um, they had, you know, a union activist there talking about protecting you when your boss fires you or when you have a complaint, and Bernie is the only campaign that actually has active union complaints against him, so I found that pretty ironic. Um, the second speaker to introduce it, she uh, is not uh, Native American born, and so she talked about immigration, and oddly enough, Bernie has spent his entire career voting against immigration bill. And then the third speaker, the veteran who introduced him, I found in, in you know, typical platitudes about uh, taking better care of our veterans, and Bernie himself came up and touted his time as the chair of the Veteran Services Committee, and nobody at the VA likes Bernie. Um, the big VA hospital scandal where... They got all of the bonuses, and there were the wait times, and they were hiding it, and people actually died. Bernie actually protected those employees that perpetrated that scandal. And that is a lot of the reason that he is not on the Veteran Services Committee anymore. So I, they're low-information voters. What To me, what Bernie voters have in common with Trump voters is they don't 
they're, they're very low information voters because that was an entire. Yeah, they seem to they seem to like really really get into that, and you know just a, in, in a little bit of time that we spent there and the amount of time that you know. Since we got in the car, Katrina pulled out her iPad and was able to, like, oop, 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 all of this information that, that we're talking about. And it, it this is coming on the heels of Bernie not winning South Carolina. Uh, we rolled in, got into parking here, which was just absolutely fucking ridiculous, by the way. <coughs> it, it, it came on the heels of Joe Biden winning South Carolina, which, you know, not a surprise, but kind of a surprise. I'm not a, a Biden supporter in the least. Um, but, you know, that's big for Joe. That's a, It's a big deal. We'll see what comes out of Tuesday. I mean, well, he's been running since, you know, for 32 years. So his first, as a Cubs fan, not winning for 108 years, I know it feels like a pretty big thing. Uh, that's why it's good to be a Yankees fan. We win a lot. All we do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> uh, unless you bang a fucking trash can. That's for you, Houston listeners. <laughs> We're always doing baseball. Uh, um, I talk baseball. I mean, you know, I, I talk baseball a lot on the show. And, you know... Uh, all politics can be history and baseball metaphors can cover every single political situation. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I was also surprised at what an obviously bad sport Bernie is. He came on and he was very obviously pouty and dejected. I, I mean, nobody expected him to win South Carolina. But he sounded like somebody stole his puppy. Yeah. Or maybe it's just back at that time. I don't know. Uh, it could be that, too. Yeah. I, 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 I wasn't impressed with that. If, you know, it's coming on the heels of a, a, a loss in South Carolina... He's won the first three. And it's not just him. They're all really bad about it. I haven't seen any of them be very gracious. Now, I haven't talk, heard any of them talk after a win. I mean, I have heard Judge claim that he won Iowa. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but there's not a lot of camaraderie. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to need these motherfuckers at the, to help beat Trump. The, the nominee is going to need everybody who's running against. I was um, surprised at how kind of upbeat and friendly the crowd was. Yeah. Um, it was not at all, you know, it was not at all the cliche Bernie crowd. Uh, I did notice that there was sort of virtually no one of working age, that they were college students or retirees. Yeah, there was a I mean, there's a big disparity in age. Um, it, it was a lot more diverse than I saw at the Klobuchar um, rally, which um, I didn't, I don't think we mentioned then. It was I mean it was mostly a white crowd, um, and you know in Norfolk, in downtown Norfolk. I mean, granted we're on ODU's campus. You you would have thought. That's Old Dominion University for those who are not. Old Dominion University, go Monarchs. Um, there wasn't a lot of diversity for a very diverse area. I went to school there, and I went to school with people from everywhere. Now, granted, the venue that they chose was not a, uh, I mean, it was a hipster cliche. It was very much Okay, so. it was a group hop that also had yoga classes in the morning. So yeah. it was sort of the crowd I would expect to see at a group of, and that's good on a Saturday. Okay. Um, but I 
it, it was very um, gentrifying. Yeah, nope, definitely. It, and again, backing that up to, I mean, ODU sits in between a rather well-off area and a area that is, is less well-off. And so, you know, I, you'd think that you, you'd be able to pull from both. And if you can't tell, Bodie has gotten himself to a point where he is sleepy. Oh, you know, he wants lemonade. Oh, oh okay. He can have some lemonade. Just don't let his mother listen to this podcast. I mean, I mean, uh, I doubt it. He'll be all right. Um, he's got his. Oh, I, when we drop you off, I'll grab him this cup. Um, I don't think it's us. Hey, buddy, buddy. Okay, we're gonna get this done. You can do it. Answer obligatory uh mattress first. Intro. Not fucking my pillow guy. Um, there you go. One thing I noticed, and I, I gauge things off of how babies and dogs are treated. Um, Real Talk Bodie had the most fun at the Bernie rally. There was music. He was running around. The you music know. was definitely better. The live music at the Clovisar Arc event wasn't the best. It was your very stereotypical um, college band, whereas the band that opened up for Bernie was like, a, a, a hip-hop band, but it was like a band. It wasn't just somebody with a turntable. They actually had instruments and stuff, which is... I'm a big hip-hop fan, um, and I like when, when hip-hop co- does stuff like that. Um, I, I like bands like that. It's they were, very... They were, they were also, I mean, choice of music, whatever. They were just better. Was, way better. It was obviously like people who get paid for making music as opposed to open mic. Like, exactly. Yeah. And it's... What, and this is funny, actually, the basis for the band at the Klobuchar uh, rally that was played before them was Rockin' a Bernie Sanders seizure. So, but uh, yeah, it's over, overall, with Bernie, he just, you could tell that he wasn't happy that he lost. Um, and, and he had nothing new to say. It was the same five sentences that he's been saying for 30 years. Uh, yeah. Exactly, it's the same thing. And now we arguably, fucked out early because of parking, so he may be attacking my Bloomberg as we speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have that new gig going on. Yeah, well, we will pick that up on the news um, here shortly. We did get an interview by the New Yorker. That was fun. We did get interviewed by the New Yorker. I think that that comes with the territory of traveling to political rallies with a baby and a dog. <laughs> but Katrina's also wearing her Beto uh, sweatshirt, and I'm wearing my uh, my Betoism t-shirt, which is awesome. Um, I wear I, I wear my Beto shirt everywhere. So I have worn it to a Mike Bloomberg rally, to a Bloomberg rally, to a Harris rally, to a Bernie rally, to I have not gone to a Buttigieg event. I haven't been to a Buttigieg event either. I'm still missing Warren, uh, Buttigieg, and Biden. Biden will catch up tomorrow. Oh, I, I have to get most of my favorite, um, like big. Bloomberg Bigfoot story uh-huh. at the Bloomberg event in Raleigh. Uh-huh. Uh, they literally paid Warren to use for parking for Mike Bloomberg buses. Mike Bloomberg buses parked in Elizabeth Warren's office space. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting turn of events. That, by the way, would be my secret inside favorite is President that we should make Elizabeth Warren be his vice president. Right? He's already paid for parking. 
I, you know, say what you, I, I, you, everybody on here has heard me talk about Lauren before. I've warmed up to her slightly. Um, it's, some of her stuff with education does still bug me. And some of the things that um, she said pertaining to such and her, you know, having worked in that uh, that field because, yeah, she, she was there for a year. Part time. And, and, you know, as, a, as somebody who teaches and goes into the trenches every day with kids, that's something that bugs the absolute hell out of me. Um, because, you know, it, it's not just a teacher, it's the students, too. You're in, you're in it together, and I, you've heard me talk about this before. A couple of weeks ago, we had to spend 45 minutes on the floor in the dark because somebody decided it'd be cool to, to threaten the school and another school. They didn't know what the hell was going on. So, granted, she taught back in, what, 70s? Uh, yeah, she said she was 21. She's now 70, 20, so 50 years ago, so 1970, 71. Yeah, yeah so, so somewhere around in there, completely different time. We live in a post Columbine world, post Virginia Tech, and all of that stuff. Um, but you know, they all—they had—I mean, they had cold, they had uh, uh, nuclear bomb uh, drills and stuff like that. That's still scary. Yeah. And keeping people calm, whether you know it's a drill or not, ours wasn't a drill. Like I literally sat on the floor and pushed my head against, put my head against the door, so I could listen to what was going on and read. And, and tell my kids if I could. As soon as I could hear the security guards laughing and had gone through, they were going through lockers. They knew they, they we needed to drill anyways, so they took that time to do that. Um, but they, because of how good our security staff is, they checked every locker. So I mean, I'm thankful for the security staff I have at my school. They are just phenomenal, all of them. Um, but you know, being I had to communicate to the kids because they don't know. No. It's scary. So, you know, we've been to Klobuchar, which was disappointing because we got her got her husband and not her herself. Um, we've been to Bernie. We did see Bernie, but Bernie, again, sounded like somebody stole his puppy. It was uh, completely different than I thought. I, it feels like the energy of the crowd sees itself because none of the speakers that we saw did I find particularly compelling. The one who spoke after the union worker, the she talked about uh, immigration and all yeah. that. She she, she was most, she, had the most energy. she had the most energy. She was very loud and very obviously very passionate about what uh, she was saying. But from the crowd standpoint, they really, to me, feed more on each other. Mm-hmm. Like the Bernie energy really is the crowd. It really isn't anything that's going on on stage. No, not at all. It is definitely them. Because they were, they, I mean, they were doing chants before. Oh, yeah. They, it was like it, it was like going to a Philly chant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, was, it was like a sporting event. Yeah. <coughs> it's like... Uh, all right, so Hannah has now called twice. I picked up. And all is right with the world. So what I was saying was the energy at the at, at the Bernie, like what me and Katrina were saying, was the energy at a, at a Bernie rally is kind of like a concert, right? And I was talking about going to metal shows. Um, I go and see a band called uh, August Burns Red once or twice a year, every year. And every time before they come on stage, they play Chop Suey by System of a Down. And it's just the house house music. The lights are on and everybody goes 
berserk. Like, the, they start the mosh pits, everybody gets into it. It was like that. There's an uh, there's something to be said for the energy of a crowd if they can get pumped up by the music that you play beforehand. But these guys were pumped up even without the music. Like they were kind of feeding on their own, you know, whatever whatever the burniness is. Yeah. That was you know. They, they were feeling the burn. Yeah. They were. They 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 were absolutely feeling the burn, and they didn't give us any of whatever it was. But like no. it was. Um, I mean, I didn't feel motivated to go out and vote for Bernie. And that's one thing. Uh, a friend of mine went to Bernie's rally in El Paso. Mm -hmm. And she stood in line and she said that she saw kind of everybody go. And she didn't bother to go in because she was just having lunch close to the venue. Mm -hmm. But she saw people in line. And it was a Texas early vote rally, obviously. And that uh, most of the people, very few, <laughs> you know, they, they did like a, a, a protest <laughs> march down to the early voting spot. And almost nobody went. That instead they broke off and went to bars, which I that does not surprise me at all. Past and then get you know, that does not. I can see this crowd doing that. That they're not necessarily going to vote. That it's more about the experience. Yeah, I, I can and I can see that. That can be said for a lot of politicians, but I mean I really felt that here. Yeah, I mean that's not Beto energy though, man. I can't even imagine. No, Beto energy is that that is that all is... about the voting, man. Uh huh. All right, guys, we are going to get back to you when we go to Joe Biden tomorrow. So uh... unless we find uh, unless we stalk some other uh, politician in the meantime. Yeah, right. We're going to be on it. All right, guys, we are back in the car going to see. Joe Biden. We have a more full car this time. Hannah has joined us on the final leg of the journey. And uh, I think the vast majority of the listeners are, are Biden supporters. I have not bought into Biden. Um, I kind of get it, but it's not, not my bag. But again, I'm still pretty wide open. What are, what are you expecting to see? Uh, Joe Biden? Um, <laughs> now, I don't know what to think of my dissent because Biden voters don't tend to be these types of people that go to political rallies. I mean, political rallies are really something fairly new. If you think about it, it's um, not even back in 2008. There, there were meetings and there were fundraisers and stuff, but there weren't big rah-rah, you know, gym campaigns. There were small coffee shops, blah, 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 eggs kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so more traditional older voters, like, look, I'm I'm going to the polls. That's what you get, man. I'm, yeah. not, I, I'm not holding the sign and cheering. I don't I don't need to do that. I can just. Yeah, it's not a dead concert. Exactly. So I think that it's probably going to be smaller. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, probably going to be older, and I think it's probably going to be blacker than anything that we've done thus far. That would be my guess. Okay, I can get to that. We're going to be down in downtown Norfolk at Booker T. Washington um, High School, so I think that's the was the demographic he's going for um, specifically. Bodie is back, by the way. If you can't hear him, he is making sure to get his opinions in. He had, he loved the Bernie rally, by the way. He had the best time. Um, but yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm excited to see him because he was vice president of the United States. So that's one thing that I'm kind of excited to see about him. Um, but it doesn't have a lot to do with his, his, his campaign per se. 
bison skeptic and remain a bison skeptic. Um, it's, and it's not a personal judgment. He is a good guy. I and a person with great character. There's a lot of those. I, I that making shouldn't make you president. Yeah, we're we're looking more for electability at, at this point as opposed to, um, you know, is he a good guy? Because I, I, I honestly, I just other than Bernie, Bernie I see is kind of like an old grump, but I, I think all of them are nice people. I'm not looking for a nice guy I, per se. Like I want them to be nice, but I also want them to be have substance. I want them to have plans. I want them to be able to enact, enact those plans, and I need them to be able to get elected to do so. But to kind of, you know, go back on, on, on your point, you said he's never won before. He won Saturday. He won last night his, for in, the first okay. time in 32 years. In a state that is absolutely nothing like anywhere in the country. Have you been to South Carolina? A few times. Right. Like, South Carolina is not any place most of us would want to live. It's got an incredibly high poverty rate. Mm-hmm. If you don't live in Hilton Head or Charleston along the beach, mm-hmm. it's rural, it's swampy, it's underdeveloped, there's not Wi-Fi, it is not, it's for as much as the press wants to make a big deal on a South Carolina, we're not going to win South Carolina in the general, and I don't know that a whopping, you know, that that a whopping victory in a place that dances right up on being in the third world is a huge endorsement. Still a win. A win is a win is a win. And, I mean, even if you beat... Yeah, but if you beat the Minnesota Twins, are you as excited about it as if you beat the New York Yankees? That's fair. That is fair. I was going to say beating the Cleveland Browns is not a... The Twins were actually good last year. I'd be able to hang in politics, but I can hang baseball. Okay, but the Minnesota Twins are not traditionally, you know, a, a, a team in the playoffs. That's fair. I don't see a win in South Carolina translating to anything maybe other than a win in Alabama on Super Tuesday. Mm -hmm. There's not any South Carolina-like states in Super Tuesday. Mm -hmm. He's super behind. He's got $5 million. He raised $5 million. In 24 hours. Yeah, so what? Um, Which... Do I need to turn here? Michael Bloomberg makes $107 million a day. Yeah, that must be nice. So, um, it's still nowhere near enough to put the kind of game on the ground that he needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernie Sanders has 23 offices in California. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden has one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he didn't plan. He didn't fundraise early. He spent the whole summer... Doing whatever Joe Biden does in the summer, but it certainly was not campaigning. Um, and so this whole idea that Joe Biden is, is he electable as a personality? Yes, probably. Is he a good campaigner? Is he build a strong campaign? That's so much. I don't, I think the most, the most functional one that we've seen is, um, Bloomberg, and that's because he's got the money to do it. And, like, my father-in-law was talking about Mike Bloomberg today and how uh, he was, he brought up the uh, the commercial with um, 
the the ladies who were saying it was, um, or the the women that were saying that they worked for him, it was the best job they ever had. And that's the message he's getting out there. I know people in, like, super granola-crunching, lefty Warren supporters Mm -hmm. who work for Mike Bloomberg and are... Like blood loyal to him, would never leave. He's a he's a great employer. Mm. Um, now, does that make him a great human being? No, no. not so much. But it doesn't matter. He's got an electoral Death Star, and Joe Biden ain't no Luke Skywalker. Fair. That is that is that is fair. I don't know. Biden to me seems he seems like he seems very cookie cutter. There's not much special there. Now, again, I'm going into this very much a. Uh, undecided. Um, Beto was out. I went undecided. Um, my my whole stick is I want to win Congress. Fuck the rest of it. Let's win Congress. Um, but you know, again, well, if that's your deal, clobs your gal to me. I mean, mm-hmm. if you can win Michelle Bachman's district as a Democrat, mm-hmm. consequently, I think that's a reasonably uh, the same on the flip side argument from Bloomberg, if you can win New York City as a Republican, there's some cross-party, cross-demographic appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my favorite Beto Muslim. If you took every single vote that Joe Biden ever got in every one of his Senate races and added them all together still get less actual people clicking, you know, a, a lever in the uh, voting box than uh, Beto got in his one Senate campaign. Yeah. So, I mean, we definitely need that. We need that man in office. We need his, his voice. And I, I, I've heard a lot of people um, talking about, you know, Joe Biden needs to announce who his VP is and all that. And I don't know if Beto jumps on to uh, Biden's campaign. I mean, he might, but he I hasn't. Know. I mean, he hasn't really endorsed. My personal feelings as a native Texan um, are more that uh, Beto is our George Washington. Is Texas is George Washington? He's our essential man to deliver us from the bondage of the Republican Party. Bodie really agrees with you. <laughs> Bodie loves Beto, by the way. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, um, I, and I know that Biden's campaign has uh, sung the siren song of Beto SVP, and that's why there's a lot of Beto supporters um, who've gone Biden. Uh, I would rather see Beto in a relevant cabinet position and run for governor of Texas in two years. I, I, Having watched the campaign, Beto is so much more Beto in the South, and specifically in Texas, than he was in Iowa or, you know, New Hampshire. You can tell he didn't like New Hampshire. You could, I mean, you could, it was a bit out of his element in those areas. Te- Texas is definitely unique. It always has been unique. Um, oh, yeah, for it, sure. It is its own country, and anybody who argues that is not Texas. Yeah, no, it, I mean, hey, it, up until the Civil War, it was written in their constitution that they could get the hell out anytime they wanted, if they wanted to. So, it's definitely, it's definitely its own place. And, I mean, and to me, and this is my bias and where my heart is and everything else that 
flipping Texas, making Texas Democratic is the whole ball of wax. And it might not happen in 2020, um, but I'm perfectly fine with that being the field that Beto's playing on. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly hope he goes for home. He gets Homeland Security. I think he could do some really good things in Homeland Security. I think Homeland Security is way too oppressive for for Beto's spirit. Well, they just. Uh, I, I mean, I, uh, I, I think HHS. I think that's uh, what I. Um, that's what I meant. HHS. But, you know, I think HHS. Uh, it's rethinking of immigration and get that. Here, here's where I'm gonna go. I think Secretary of State. I think I have a lot of friends in Europe. The only other person they know is Beto. He's like he's the tall, good-looking one from Texas, isn't he? He's the tall, good-looking one from Texas. Um, I think he has got major mojo as Secretary of State. I, you know what? And I can I can see that he's personable. Um, a lot of he's got some of that, a little bit of that young younger vibe um, for to be able to get along with somebody like a Macron. Or, um, I can't believe his name, Trudeau. Or Trudeau, be able to get along with them um, in a capacity that, you know, they don't instantly hate him like they do Mike Pompeo. <laughs> to be fair, Mike Pompeo is a dick. He, well. Uh, I don't know Mike Pompeo well enough to, to comment on him personally. Um, but Beto thinks of things in a very different way, mm-hmm. in, a, in a much broader, and I hate to say intersectional because it always gets about race, but that the way that he thinks about the Americas versus the world, he's also the only guy in the campaign talking about the real rise and threat of authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking differently, and my friend who trains diplomats in Russia policy for the State Department said... I really like your guy. I wish people would take him more seriously. He's too good looking. Hey, it worked for Kennedy. <laughs> it did work for Kennedy, but um, meaning that he got credited as an empty shirt, you know, or, or hit as an empty shirt mm-hmm. because all people saw was the long tail factor. It's true. It's fair. It's a, and that's a fair criticism. And, I mean, and this is, uh, she's been doing it for 25 years, mm-hmm. and she has trained. She's a Russia policy expert. Mm-hmm. So I, I trust him to to learn things if he doesn't know them. Like I don't. I I, I expect Beto to not just you know. Oh shit! I don't know anything about um, you know Nigeria. Whatever. So I I'm going to yell deal. Medicare for all and rigged, and that's going to be my talking point for everything. Yeah. No. He's going to he, he's going to do the research. Yeah. He'll do the work, and you know you don't see that as as much from a lot of these other guys. The line for the Biden event is rather long. We're standing here, or and by standing, I mean sitting in the car because obviously that's what I he said. I'm shocked that there was a line for a Biden event. I am not going to lie. Definitely, definitely something. I mean, we didn't see a line at all for Amy. Um, but I think by the time we got there, word had gotten out that Amy was not going to be there and that it was going to be her husband. But, you know, we plan early and show up early to fucking everything. So we we were there. We're, the, the line looks to, go, to be pretty long. What we need to do is find a place to park. 
alter all its consequences as far as parking. Yeah. But, all right, guys, uh, because I don't want to wreck my car and, you know, kill all of us, I'm going to go ahead and shut it off here, and we will get back to you after we get out of the rally. All right, guys, we are bringing you the last leg of this road trip. We have just left the Biden rally. It's definitely been the longest one. It's a lot of speakers, like every elected official in Virginia minus the very unpopular governor. Yeah, it was just, I mean... It was every major Democrat in Virginia. He definitely pulled out all the stops. They put on the dog and pony show um, to, you know. Dog and pony? Horse and pony, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, uh, They put on a show. It was much more traditional than any rally I've seen this political season. You know, high school gym, the high school band playing, you know, flags. Better never have flag anywhere. Yep. Um, you know, not a brewery, not a coffee shop. Yeah, we've done breweries, we've done college campuses. It's it our first high school. It had a lot more community feel to it. It did. I liked that a lot. I I have to say, um, I had the most fun at the Biden rally. Um, now, if fun equates to votes, I don't know. Um, you know, we can speculate about a, a ton of things. Uh, he's he's definitely got the support of some really prevalent Democrats, at least in Virginia, um, for sure. I think that's one of the reasons that Buttigieg dropped out is because he does okay with the military vote in Virginia. Uh-huh. And so I think on promise of a job, I would which is funny because we hadn't talked about that yet as we were going in i was actually i, I broke the news to a uh, a bison staffer whose name i did not get but she was she was wonderful i i i i liked her a lot um that and buddha judge just dropped down so buddha judge is done um and all of us better supporters are stoked about it because none of us liked him. Um, but I really liked his staff, and I kept running into better staff because better staff, a lot of them went to Biden. I yeah. think that's what's driven a lot of this um, this this love for Biden that we've seen. Well, I mean, there's, and I could make the better case for any of the candidates that have left. I'm mm-hmm. glad that I don't have to do it for me. Yeah, um, but. He can run for governor now, though. Peace for governor! Yeah, <laughs> uh, Indiana. Um, but <laughs> Biden is the only one really talking in the same way, you know, about losing what the country is forever. And that was ve- and that's very Beto. Now, um, I think Biden and Beto see different countries as to what we could lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but that same sort of, you know, see clearly... Or we're gonna die in our sleep. You know, this is our moment type. Yeah. Um, Beto definitely has the that the it, it, it is now or never feel. I, I mean, and that they're I mean, trying to harness that. I get that feel. Got, and, I got that feel. I mean, and Joe Biden is working that theme. I just I do have to. I mean, Jesus is the old. Holy cow, he looked old. Oh man, he looked. Joe looked old. And he um, sounded old. And, you know, he didn't have kind of strength of voice of younger, you know. It, it, now, granted, he's, he's 
Ooh, I like gossip. Gossip is always good. Okay, so I will speculate. All right. Based on on drugs that I know that I hang out with politicians. It's always fun. Um, that the Buttigieg dropout was a deal that was cut. All right. Um, and that uh, Amy Klobuchar will drop out after Super Tuesday. All right. Um, because both Amy and Warren are popular in Texas, where Bernie is popular. So, like Massachusetts and Minnesota, Warren is very easily viable. So she will keep his delegate count down mm-hmm. in, in bluish states. The club will also, you know, suck up delegates that she can give to Biden in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So I think there has been a deal cut. Interesting. Interesting. Politics is very interesting. Huh. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I feel you on that one. It's, it's unfortunate that that's the political game that's being played. I don't get down with that shit. Um, not one bit. Yeah, I come. I'm. I'm. I'm a better one. If you're okay, if if you're Joe Biden and you're facing the electoral death star that is Michael Bloomberg on one side, and the attack of the clones that is Bernie Sanders on the other side, and you ain't no Luke Skywalker, you call in Han Solo. No, I get it. I- Yeah, no, I, I I get that. I mean, that's why the the um the metaphor with Star Wars works so well. Is he's a he's a crook, he's a thief, but you got to do what you got. But he has the Millennium Falcon. He gets in this case, is, which in this case is delegate votes in the Exactly. So, I just kind of feel like that's where everybody's at at this point. Is everybody's saying I don't care who the the nominee is now, as long as it's Democrat I'm voting for them. And that just feels like what that scenario is. Which I get, and it's very bad. I have a problem with that. To me, and Mm. I've been railing about this for a while, I feel like blue no matter who is bullying. That's that's a bullying kind of movement. And and I also, if you're a little bit of a nerd burger, I also feel like the Yale, you know, obedience uh, study is coming into play here. There's an awful lot of people through an awful lot of, well, you just have to do this. This is what you, with no reason whatsoever that you should have to vote for Biden. But they just go, you know, it's just Biden. But but you have to do it. But you have to. And people are just falling. They they do the same thing with Bernie. If it's Bernie, you're going to vote for him? Well, I mean, what if I don't? Well, I mean, I'm a non obeyer. I'm a contrarian. There's literally nothing that you tell me to do that I go, okay, nothing. Even yeah. if it's something that I like, you tell me to do it, I'm essentially still a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> Which Bodhi had another great time, by the way. We we haven't we haven't talked about the Bodhi meter just yet. He uh he had himself a blast. He danced. Well, I mean, they had drum lines and yeah. car, I mean, you know, car, a horn section. It was it was a fun event tonight until Joe Biden got up there, and then it was a yawn. Well, I should say that now. Tim Kaine, oh man, I almost fell asleep in the loudest room in America. Uh, yeah, uh, Tim Kaine's super boring. Also, way littler than I I expected him to be. <laughs> 
Um, this is the first time I've seen him. I, I, as far as the Virginia politicians, I love watching Luria talk. Uh, Elaine Luria was there. I, she's my representative, and I absolutely loved getting to see her talk. She was a really good advocate. Um, but, I mean, by far the roster of the evening was, was, the mayor of Richmond. was Mayor Richmond. I can't remember his name. They went through a lot of people, like we said. Um, the They rolled out every major Democrat in Virginia. And, you know, there's something to be said for that. Not true. Abigail Spanberger was not there. They did not bring out Spanberger. Spanberger would have been big, but I think he's speaking in Richmond. I also don't think she has endorsed him yet. Interesting. I didn't know that. I, I know that the, the endorsements are like, they've really been rolling in. But, yeah, um, Abigail was notably absent, considering there's a big congressional de- uh, delegation there, and uh, Abigail Spammer, who is kind of a rock star, was noticeably absent. She is a bit of a rock star. Her and all those guys who got together to put out that letter, uh, Loria was part of that as well. Um, I mean, they really put their asses on the line with that, and especially somebody like Luria in the in the, in the district I live in. So, you know, it, that did they say that was an R plus twenty district that she won? That was a Republic plus twenty district. Probably, I'm going to be honest with you, based upon um, you know what I know of the place that I grew up in. But I'd rather you guys not listen to us or order um, food, so we're going to cut it there. Um, Go vote, Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday. Get out and vote. We've got to get as many people as we can. It's all about voter turnout. we got to keep voting. we got to keep volunteering, donating, and we've got to keep on looking ahead to Beto Days. Mm-hmm.